Well, hello and welcome to Monday Motivation. I'm Pastor Daryl. Thank you so much for being with us again. My wife and I, we really appreciate all of your support. Uh, we just thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I want to remind you of our Winning Wednesday Bible studies that's uh, shown at every Wednesday, 8 p.m. And then Friday Night Live at 9 p.m. And the support on Friday Night Live is, is picking up. Uh, uh, every week it seems that that is growing, and we just appreciate it so much. I also want to remind you of our new Winning in Prayer 30-Day Journal. Let me just put up a picture of that. That's uh, our new uh, 30-Day Journal that's available on Amazon. I'd like for you to go and support us on that. And we also have a brand new ebook, Acceptable Prayer, that is also available on Amazon. And we would surely appreciate your support uh, with that as well. So listen, we're going to get right to the word on tonight. We're talking about dealing with pride. Also, I want you to like, share, and comment. Like, share, and comment on tonight. Help us to increase the reach of the broadcast. And again, we're talking about pride. Uh, I was looking at some definitions of pride and it's uh, excessive um, care of, of, of self and one's own importance, achievement, status, or possessions. Now, a definition that I find also uh, that jumped out at me is self-satisfaction. Pride is self-satisfaction. And I found that to be really interesting, and I like that uh, definition. So listen, when we're talking about pride, one of the best definitions or um, scriptures that you will find about pride is in the book of Isaiah, and we actually were talking about it on Friday Night Live. Uh, in the book of Isaiah, the 14th chapter, it's the 12th verse. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So you get the pattern here. It's a lot of I, a lot of I, a lot of I. And this is what pride is the definition it's self-satisfaction it's being self self-centered um you get no better description of pride than these couple of verses of scripture here it's an attribute of satan uh it's what's it's what caused his fall uh, and many of us without knowing it are dealing with pride and we may not want to admit it. Listen, I remember when I was going through uh, my time of dealing with uh, prayer, I felt like my prayer life just wasn't working. And I had to ask someone for something. Now, I've always taken pride in uh, not asking uh, anybody for anything. But in this situation, I needed some help. And it hurt to ask. And I remember God impressing upon me that it hurt to ask because I I was prideful. Now it, it hurt for me to uh, admit it, and I I don't really like admitting it now, but it's just the truth of the matter. Also, when I was going through that situation, um, I told God that you know I felt like I shouldn't have been going through that situation. He impressed upon me. I'm not going to say that he said to me, but he impressed upon me that the fact that I could feel as if I was too good to go through what I was going through suggested that I was prideful. And so through that whole situation, I would like to believe that I dealt with my pride. Now, I just had a conversation with my wife. Uh, and I admitted some things to her, and maybe there's uh, you know, still some 
uh, growing to do in that area. Um, I would like to think that I've conquered it, but I don't, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to think that I've, I've arrived. Uh, I want to think, I want to throw myself on God uh, and continue to grow uh, and continue to be sanctified in that area because, you know, I don't want, I don't ever want to be self-deceived. And so I don't want to, I don't want to say that I've conquered it because I think that would suggest, again, pride. And so again, it was pride that led to the fall of Satan. And we're, we're talking about tonight dealing with pride. Are you honest enough to say whether or not you're prideful? Look, listen, there's good pride and there's bad pride. We don't admit to the bad pride. And it shows up in a myriad of ways. It's not just uh, you know, not wanting to listen to someone. Pride can show up in a myriad of ways. My wife and I were just having a conversation the other day. We were talking about this and we both agreed. And we were even uh, talking about different ways that pride can manifest in your life. It's not just uh, not wanting to, you know, a lot of times we, you know, people with pride don't want to be accountable to anyone. But that's not where pride begins and, and ends. Pride can show up in a myriad of ways. Like with myself, as I mentioned, when I was going through my, my uh, ordeal with prayer, my feeling like I was too good to be going through what I, I was going through, it was definitely pride and a lot of immaturity, a lot of immaturity. Who was I to say at that time that I was too good to be going through what I was going through? Pride. Are you honest enough to say whether or not you're pride? You're prideful? Listen, again, there's good pride, there's bad pride. You can take pride in something, but then you can be prideful. God doesn't want us to be prideful. This, these verses in Isaiah, you see a whole lot of I, 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 I. And when a person is self-centered like that, it's more than likely that they're being led by pride. But pride, pride, the Bible says pride in, in, in Proverbs 16, 18 says pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is dangerous. Pride is very dangerous. I want to point out something to you also over in Romans, the first chapter in the 30th verse. It says, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, pride, boasters, inventors of evil things. This, prideful people invent new ways of sinning. This is what this verse says here. It says, inventor, inventors of evil things. Prideful people will invent new ways of, of, of sinning. Now, you may have never looked at that scripture like that. You may have never heard it. But this is why I want you to understand how dangerous pride is. Pride, when you're prideful, you're self-consumed. You're consumed with your, your satisfaction only. Your comfort only. Prideful people will tear down uh, uh, another's reputation to gain an advantage. Pride is dangerous. It's dangerous. How does pride is a separator? How does pride separate us from God? Pride separates us from God because when a person is prideful, they are exalting themselves themselves above God. Just, just as the scripture said in Isaiah 14, he said, I'm going to sit on the throne. I'm going to exalt myself above the throne. I, I, I. Pride is a, pride is a self, uh, a separator. Pride kills. Pride kills relationships, uh, opportunities, connections. I'm going to say that again. Pride kills relationships opportunities and connections. Pride is dangerous if you don't deal with it. 
it can be very dangerous. And it's, I believe it's, it's the number one attribute of our enemy, Satan, because it's what led to his downfall. And when you are being led by pride, you're on your way down. You're on your way away from God. Pride, pride is, it's, 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 it's a killer, again, of relationships, opportunities, and connections. We're talking about dealing with pride on tonight. I know it's not the most popular thing to talk about, but it's one of those things where if, if you're going to be honest with yourself, I didn't want to be honest with myself. I'm trying to turn my phone down here. I didn't want to be honest with myself when I had to admit that, yeah, I'm prideful. It's, 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 uh, it's not a good look. It's not who wants to admit that they're prideful. I'm talking about prideful in a way where it gets in the way of your relationship with God. And that's why I was without even realizing it. Glory to God. Let me say that again. I'm talking about pride when it gets in the way of your relationship with God. That's where I was without even realizing. And had that situation not happened, I probably would have kept, kept coasting along, feeling as if I was okay. But thank God that he uses situations and circumstances to allow us to understand where we are, to allow us to know that we haven't arrived, to allow us to know that there is still work to do, to allow us to know that they're still, that they're still growing to be left to be done, to allow us to know that we still need to be sanctified. We still need to be grow to, to be growing in the area of sanctification in all areas of our life. Listen, we'll never arrive until he comes back. We will still be growing in the area of sanctification until he comes back. And so I want you to I want you to take a self-examination on tonight and, and be honest with yourself whether or not you have pride, whether or not pride could, could be getting in the way of your relationship with God, your relationship with uh, 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 people. Can pride be ruining opportunities for you? Could pride be ruining connections for you? Listen, I, I again, I understand it, it is not, it's, not a, it's not a conversation you really want to have, but it's one that you need to have. Pride, again, is being self-centered and self-satisfied. And again, pride kills relationships, opportunities, and connections. Now, I want to give you a couple of scriptures here. Over in James, the fourth chapter. James, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse. It says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. God is against the pride, the proud. He's against you if you are full of pride. Did you get that? God is against the pride, the, the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. God resists the proud. Resisteth the proud. I want you to understand what the scripture is saying. God resisteth the proud. You're, you're the enemy of God when, when pride is involved. God resisteth the proud. Now, let me, point, let me point out another scripture to you here. First Peter uh, 5 and 5. It says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. I want you to understand when the Bible repeats itself, it means that it's significant and it and it's not for you to miss it. God resisteth the proud. You're the enemy of God when you're proud. You're the enemy of God 
when pride is in your life. Two scriptures I've given you where it says the same thing. God resisteth ongoing, ETH, ongoing. He resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. Humility is the way, not pride, not pride. He resisteth the proud. He resisteth the proud. Now, I want to take you over to another scripture that you may not uh, never have paid attention to. And it's in the book of Psalms. Psalm 75. Uh, Psalm 75, 4. Psalm 75, 4 and 5. It says, I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly, and to the wicked, lift not up the horn. Verse 5 says, lift not up your horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. The horn is a symbol of strength. It says, lift not up your horn. It's a representation of pride. Now, this, now this, now this uh, 75th uh, chapter of Psalms is written by Asaph, David's chief musician. And I am I am thoroughly enjoying uh, Asaph's, uh, the Psalms that have been written by Asaph. He says, lift not up your horn. Lift not up your horn. Lift not up your horn on high. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. It's not for you to lift up your horn. It's not for you to brag. It's not for you to boast. But this is what happens when pride is involved. This is what happens when pride is involved. We lift ourselves up. We lift ourselves up. We don't give other people a chance to. We lift up ourselves. I love the scripture. It says, it says lift not up the horn. You don't have to lift up. You don't have to lift up your strength. You don't have to brag. You don't have to to boast. Lift not up your horn on high. Again, the horn, the horn represented strength. You don't have to lift up your horn. You don't have to brag. You don't have to boast. Now let's go down to verse 10. It says, all the horns of the wicked also will I cut off, but the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. Look at that. Two extremes. The horns of the wicked, the strength of the wicked, are going to be cut off, but the horns of the righteous will be exalted. I, I know, I know these these are scriptures you probably uh, haven't paid attention to, but that's what makes it just that much more interesting and that more fun, that much more fun to teach. the The horn of the wicked is going to be cut off. The horn of the righteous will be exalted. The strength of the righteous. Will be I'm, I'm going to exalt you. When you do it right, you'll allow God to exalt you. Glory to God. Again, we're talking about dealing with pride, dealing with pride on tonight. Now, I want to take you over to the New, to the New Testament, the book of Acts, uh, the 12th chapter. Book of Acts, the 12th chapter. Uh, let's see here. Verses 21 through 23. It says, and upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, set upon the stone, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a, gave a shout, saying, it is the voice of a God and not of, not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not, gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghosts. So here... Herod, he sits uh, uh, in his royal apparel upon the throne and begins to talk to the people. They claim him to be a god. He he didn't he didn't correct them, but allowed them to go on in, in, in claiming that he was a god. He was then eaten by worms because he didn't give glory to God. Again, this is pride. This is pride. Is your pride, is your pride, are you going to let your pride cause you to lose out 
on where God may be trying to take you. Here, here Herod, because of his because of his pride, because of words, simple conversation caused him to be eaten up by worms. My God. My God. A simple conversation and that he couldn't give the glory to God. Are you not giving God the glory in every situation? You have to give God the glory in every situation. You know, it makes it makes me nervous when people say, oh, man, you know, you did a, you did a good job uh, when you when you when you spoke. It, it makes me so nervous. I've learned now to say, thank the Lord. It makes me so nervous, make me so it is so awkward. Because I can't do nothing without God. Can't do nothing without God. Are you allowing are you allowing pride to interrupt your life? Conversations. Are you are you prideful in conversations? Or do you or do you you not give God the glory in, in conversations? Tonight I want you I want you to check yourself. Tonight I want you to I want you to examine yourself. Scripture says examine yourself to see whether you be in the faith. You need we I want you to examine yourself on tonight. And if there's any pride in in any area of your life, I want you to deal with it on tonight. Listen, as I said, there was pride in my life I didn't I, I wasn't even aware of. If the situation wouldn't have happened, I, I would have kept coasting along thinking I was okay. It hurts me to admit it now. It hurt, it hurt to admit it even then. I'm talking about pride that gets in the way of your relationship with God. It's okay to be uh, proud about your kids' accomplishments, your accomplishments. But I'm talking about pride that gets in the way of your relationship with God. Here it is, a simple conversation causes a man to lose his life because he didn't give God the glory. A simple conversation caused him to lose his life because he did not give glory to God. Don't be self-deceived. And, and a lot of times when you have pride in your life, you are deceived. And I'm, I mean deceived when you don't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I thought I was okay. I thought I was okay and I wasn't. When you don't give glory to God, you are on dangerous grounds. When you don't give glory to God, you are on dangerous grounds. Now, let me show you another a couple of scriptures here. In the book of uh, James, we're going to go back over to James, the uh, fourth chapter. Again, it says, I want you to, I want, I want to remind you of what it says in James. It says that he resists the proud. He resists the proud. He resists the problem. But in verse seven, it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Are you submitted? Are you submitted? You can't be you can't be in pride if you're submitted. You can't be in pride if you're submitted. And this is this is a problem. You know, we want to say we want to say we're submitted. But God allows situations and circumstances to happen to allow us to see if whether or not we're submitted. We're quick to say, yes, I'm submitted to my pastor. I'm submitted to the vision of the house. But how can you be submitted to your pastor if you're not submitted to God? It doesn't happen like that. There's no way that you can be submitted to your to 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 God and you're not submitted to your pastor. Let me say that again. You can't be submitted to God if you're not submitted to your pastor. That's it. He, he places this, he places 
uh, the man of God or the woman of God in your life for a reason. And you can't bypass them and say, I'm, I'm submitted to God, but I'm not submitted to my pastor. And you say whether you're submitted uh, by whether or not you're doing and applying the word that they're preaching and teaching. You know, sometimes I've heard people, I've heard people after services say, I don't have to do all that. You're on dangerous ground when you when you when you can't when you can't be submitted. It says here, su submit yourselves, therefore, to God and resist. A lot of times we end up in being in pride because we we're not submitted and we're not resisting. We're not doing the work that we're supposed to do, as you, as uh, Ayala says. We're not doing the work. You're supposed to submit and resist. Are you submitting and resisting on tonight? Tonight's a self-examination, a self-examination night. Are you submitting and resisting? You have to do the work. You have to do the work. Are you submitted? Are you resisting? You have to do the work. Verse eight says, draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, this verse is like a, a pride antibiotic. Because it says, draw nigh to God. Pride is going the opposite way from God. But it says, draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hand. This is all the things that you do when you're when you're uh, going after God. Pride is going away from God. This 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 verse is like a again. It's a pride antibiotic. You having problems? This is your antibiotic on tonight. Draw nigh to God. How do I do that, Pastor? How do I do that? Through your word, throwing yourself in your word, through fasting. I know we don't talk about fasting anymore. Through your word, through fasting, through prayer, and through the application of the word. Surrounding yourself with worship music. Whatever you can do to stay in the presence of God. This is, this is, how, this is how we are changed from the inside out. It's not about you putting on a nice suit or a nice dress. Change happens on the inside. It shows up on the outside. Your attitude, your personality, everything is changed from the inside out. Your mind, will, and your emotions has to be changed from the inside. Your desires, the choices that you make, all of that's going to, going to be affected by what you put on the inside. You know, the Bible says that a man, a man is not uh, snared uh, by what's on the outside, but, it's, but he's snared by what comes out of his mouth. So we have to be changed on the inside. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. And most of the time, if we'll be honest enough, we haven't allowed the Holy Ghost to do the job that he came to do. We're raggedy in areas of our lives. We, we don't have strength. We don't have the victory that we're supposed to have. We're not supposed to be up and down and in and out from week to week. God comes that we have consistency. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's supposed to be a certain amount of consistency in your life if you're naming the name of Christ. If you're saved... If you're born again, you should be able to experience consistency from week to week. Your life should not be topsy-turvy and all over the place from week to week. You should not be going from the extreme of, of wanting to be saved one week and the next week you don't. But when you haven't done the work, as I said earlier, you can just about expect anything. Let me help you understand something. I know we're talking about pride on tonight, 
But when you when when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, it will build parameters in your life. It builds parameters in your life, meaning that there's only so a certain uh, point that I'm going to go to. The Holy Ghost comes and he's not going to allow the enemy to run roughshod all over your life. If your if your if your intentions are to be saved, the Holy Ghost comes, the Comforter comes as a helper to help you in er in every area of your life, including with pride. This is not a this is not a game. This is not you uh, pulling a slot machine hoping for the best. The Holy Ghost is real. And the benefits of having the having the Holy Ghost are real. Yes, he comes to he comes to uh, change your mind. He does a work on your mind. He does a work on your heart. He does a, he does a work and help you walk upright before him. But none of this happens if you aren't doing the work. You can't just go and sit in church on Sunday morning and then expect everything to just fall in place. You have to do some work. What work are you doing? Are you praying regularly? Are you reading your word regularly? I know it's all the things that we don't, it's, it's, that's the dirty work of, 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 of salvation, if you want to say that. All the things that we do that people don't see, that's the stuff that makes us everything that God is calling for us to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody gets to see when you're reading your word. Nobody gets to see when you're fasting. But those are the things that count when it comes to you being uh, becoming everything that God is calling for you to be. You don't have to struggle from week to week. Glory to God. You don't have to be without victory from week to week. You don't have to struggle from week to week. God comes for consistency. He comes to provide consistency. And that's in every area of our lives, not just the parts that you are convenient with giving up. Every area, even the hard parts, those parts that you thought maybe that you couldn't get past, he comes for those areas. But you got to do the work. You got to do the work. There's some people that you need to cut out of your life. There's some places that you need to stop going. There's some there's some things you need to stop watching. There's just some there's just some uh uh, uh remind. You need to do some remodeling. Uh, in your life, in your mind, uh, in, and in your heart. How can you say that you name the name of Christ? How can you say that you're saved and you're not experiencing any victory? That's not the God that I serve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. He comes to give us help. He comes to provide us help. Your steps are ordered. Your steps are ordered. Your steps are ordered. The problem is you're not lining up your life to walk in those steps that have been ordered. Hallelujah. We're talking about dealing with pride on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 9, verse 9, it says, Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. It says, Be afflicted and mourn. When you're when you're dealing with pride, pride, pride doesn't allow you to be um uh, that word I'm looking for. Pride doesn't allow you to be vulnerable. It says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. These are, these are not attributes of a person that's dealing with pride. Because pride is always going to say, I'm, I'm okay. Everything's okay. I don't have any problems. 
be afflicted, mourn, and weep. These are all the opposite attributes of a person that is prideful. Be afflicted, mourn, weep. Be vulnerable. Are you vulnerable? I mean, because, you know, some people say I'm saved. When you, and when you say you saved, you're basically saying I'm, I'm vulnerable to God at all times, 24-7. But that person that's, that's dealing with pride, they're not, they're not going to be afflicted. They're not going to mourn. They're not going to weep. Why? Because they're self-satisfied. They're self-satisfied. Are you vulnerable tonight? Are you vulnerable tonight? Is your heart, is your heart, do you have a heart of flesh? Do you have a, do you have a heart that's still receptive to God, to God? You know, you know, when you have, when you have surgery, uh, you know, then you have, you have to worry about dealing with, uh, 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 what is that called? Where the uh, tissue gets hard and that kind of thing. Is that, is that, is that the state of your heart? Has your heart gotten hard? Or can you be vulnerable to the Holy Ghost? Can you be vulnerable to the Spirit of God? How can you be in a service and not be vulnerable to the Spirit of God, to the move of God? Heart has, has gotten hard and calloused because of pride. You're in, you're in dangerous ground. When you can sit in a service and not feel the move of God, the spirit of God, when your heart has become hard and calloused, you're on dangerous ground. Uh, uh, heart has become fossilized. I like that. I like that. Verse 10, verse 10, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of uh, in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Humility brings promotion. Not your pride. God resisteth the proud. Humility brings promotion. Humility brings promotion. Uh, let me take you over to First Peter five. Per First Peter five, and I'm just about finished. First Peter five. Hmm. I don't want to pass First Peter. First Peter uh, five. Verse 3 to 5, it says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elders. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the, to the humble. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Let God do it. As the scripture said in Psalm 75, don't lift your horn. You don't have to do it. Let God do it. Let God do it. You want promotion? You want position? You want power? You want authority? Let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do it. But again, the scripture says that God resisteth the proud. When you are being led by pride, you are the enemy of God. My last scripture on tonight is 2 Corinthians 10, 17. It says, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. It's okay. It's okay to brag. It's okay to boast. But let your boast be, be in the Lord. 2 Corinthians eleven thirty. Paul says that I'll take pride in the things that, you know what? Let me just go there. 2 Corinthians. Let me just go there and point out something to you. Cause it's okay, it's okay for us to be proud, but I, I, you know, we have to be proud and have pride uh, the right way. Second uh, Corinthians eleven thirty says, "If I must need glory, I will glory in the things uh, concerning my enemy, concerning my infirmities." In other words, I'm going to be proud about the things that that make that make me weak, that that, that show that I'm weak. And show that I am God dependent. I'm going to be proud and have pride about those things. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Paul says, I am going to be proud and have pride 
and the things that show that I'm weak and the things that show that I am God dependent. Now that is totally different from the person that's just that's being self that's self-satisfied and dealing with pride. I want you to hear me again. Paul says, I am going to glory in those things that show that I'm weak and the things that show that I am God dependent. Glory to God. I am going to glory in the things that show that I am weak and the things that show that I am God dependent. This is so opposite of prideful boasting. Now I have two more scriptures for you. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 9, and I'm wrapping up Jeremiah 9, and I pray that you've gotten something out of this on tonight. Jeremiah 9, and the 24th verse, it says, But let him that glorieth, glorieth in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Let me read that to you again. It says, but let him that glorieth, that's that's proud, or, or that has pride, let him that glorieth, glorieth in this, that he understands and know me. Nothing about yourself, nothing about your accomplishments, but that you understand and knoweth me. That you understand and knoweth me. Do you see the difference than being self-satisfied and self-consumed with pride? Glory to God. Excuse me. I got to cough, cough drop in my mouth. Do you see the difference here? It says, glory in the fact that you understandeth and knoweth me. Hallelujah. Glory in the fact that you understand and knoweth me. Hallelujah. That's totally opposite, again, of the person that's self-consumed, self-centered, and self-satisfied. Glory in the fact that you understand and know me. Let me take you over to one more scripture, and then I'm finished. I'm finished. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, Galatians uh, 6 and 14, it says, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross. God forbid that I glory, except in the cross. Now, this is who, who I'm glorying about uh, uh, something that's the cross. I, that yeah, he said, I'm going to glory about the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified. I'm going to glory in the cross, Paul says. And everything that the cross represents, I'm going to glory about that. Not me, not my accomplishments, not my possessions, not my money. I'm going to glory about the cross. The Bible says that if you're going to boast, my boast should be in the Lord. I think that's Psalm uh, 34 somewhere in there. My boast will be in the Lord. Paul says, I'm going to glory in the cross. What are you boasting about on tonight? What are you taking glory in tonight? What are you taking? Uh, what are you proud about on tonight? Again, I want you to examine yourselves and see where you are. And yes, I can tell you by experience, it doesn't feel good to admit that you you were prideful or you're dealing with pride. I didn't want to admit it. Uh, it hurts me to a certain degree even now to admit it. But I'll, I'll admit it every time I can to defeat the enemy. And if I can help you at all. I was I had pride in my life. And I didn't realize it. I thought I was okay. The fact that the fact that I thought I was too good to be going through what I was going through, I was prideful. God helped me to see that, helped me to realize that. The fact that it hurt me to ask someone for some help. I was prideful. 
and it kept me from growing in God. After I, after I dealt with that, I was able to grow in God. I was able to get out of that, that, that uh, place of stagnation, that dry place. I was able to begin to grow after I dealt with that. I want to suggest to you, maybe you need to uh, really look at your life and see if you have pride. Are you dealing with pride on tonight? Because it kept me from growing. I want you to understand me on tonight. It kept me from growing in God. I was wondering what was wrong. It was pride. It kept me from growing in God. It kept me from getting to the next level. I was wondering what was wrong. It was pride. Part of part of my prayer life not uh, not working was because I had pride in my life, and I didn't even realize it. I really want you to understand that. Don't be deceived and think that you're okay. Just because you speak in tongues and you dance like David. It is, that doesn't make you okay. You need to really examine yourself, as the scriptures say, to see where you're at on tonight. Be honest with yourself. There's some telltales that you that 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 if you be honest, will let you know where you are. If you if you if you can't readily accept help, if it hurts you to ask for help, I mean, you're probably dealing with pride. But as I said at the beginning, pride manifests in, in a myriad of ways. And this is why you need to, you need to ask God to help you to increase your hearing, to increase your seeing, so that you'll know if you're dealing with with pride, and you need to be honest. The only way, the, the way that we, the way that you're going to be able to beat this thing is to be honest. No more I, I, I. No more being selfish. No more being self-centered. No more being self-satisfied. Deal with the pride. Get past the pride. Pride was stunning my growth. I, I was in a place of stagnation and I was wondering why pride was a part of it. And I mean, even as the words come out of my mouth, it still doesn't feel good. Put myself out there like that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna maintain victory however I need to. And if, and if me admitting that I, I was prideful and it, 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 it was hurting my, my walk with God several years ago. But when I got, when I admitted it and dealt with it, my life took off. My prayer life took off. My walk took off. Deal with it on tonight. And, and as I said, as Yonla said, do the work. You got to do the work. You have to do the work. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for uh, this, this time with your people. Thank you for uh, another opportunity to teach your word. Father, I ask that you would touch the hearts and minds of the listeners and help them to examine themselves and to be honest and to deal with the pride that they, and after they deal with the pride, God, that they can get to an, a, a new level in you that their destiny could be unlocked in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you would bless uh, everyone financially, Lord, uh, those that are struggling with uh, alcohol and drug addiction, God, that you would deliver. Your word says that by your stripes that we are healed. Touch the minds of your people on tonight, God. Touch the hearts of your people on tonight. Give us endurance, oh God. Strengthen us. Give us a fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, give us an, uh, a can-do attitude, God. Revive us again, oh God. In the name of Jesus, give us, uh, 
our joy back, our peace back, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for those, God, that are dealing with any respiratory issues, God. Asthma, bronchitis, any other respiratory issue, God, that you would touch, heal, and deliver, God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God. Glory to God. Those that may be dealing with back issues, God, touch right now, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for straightening spines right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That couple, God, that's desiring to have a baby, we pray, God, that in months to come, God, that they will conceive, God. You're able, God. We serve an able, God, and we thank you for it right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you for regulating minds, oh God. Thoughts, oh God. Thank you for destroying depression right now and anxiety right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You came for our real life situations, God. And we say thank you. Thank you for healing, God. Thank you for healing diabetes and blood pressure, uh, regulating high blood pressure, oh God. In the name of Jesus, thank you for your blood. Your blood covers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing marriages on tonight, God. Hallelujah. Thank you that even though the divorce papers were, were filed, God, you're going to heal that marriage. And we say thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Glory to God. We say thank you on tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for moving heaviness, God. Glory to God. Thank you for moving heaviness, God. Thank you for moving cloudiness, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for your restoration, God. Thank you for being a God of restoration. My God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We say thank you on tonight and count everything that we've asked of you done in Jesus' name. Thank you. 